Hey, 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 welcome back to Dan's Miscellaneous Ramblings, episode 341. This episode, we're going to be talking about probably my favorite political theory, which is anarcho-primitivism, all right? Now, there's a lot of words in in that, so let's just go over each part of it. It's only two words, but you know, they're kind of long. Anarcho is, uh, you know, means anarchist. And primitivism is obviously uh, trying to be uh, less advanced. So anarcho-primitivism is an anarchist critique of civilization, also known as anti-civ, that advocates a return to the non-civilized ways of life through deindustrialization, the abolition of the division of labor or specialization, and abandonment of large-scale organization and high technology. So this is literally return to monkey. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about that for a bit, because I just have been weirdly obsessed with it today, probably because ADHD. So, yeah, let's talk about anarcho-primitivism. So, there's obviously some people that reject their, this specific critique of uh, of anarchists, or of yeah, civilization, geez, um, while others endorse it without consider, considering themselves anarcho-primitivists, but that's, you know, the same with everyone. Um there's a bunch of schools of thoughts of anarchism. Uh, everything from free market to feminist to uh, queer to whatever else. Um, but we're talking about primitivist because this is actually one of the green schools of primitivism. The others being anarcho anarcho naturism and anarcho uh, or and social ecology. But anyway, so the origins it was. Uh, Anarchism started to have an ecological view mainly in writings of Henry David Thoreau. In his book Walden, he advocates advocates simple living and self-sufficiency among natural surroundings in resistance to the advancement of industrial civilization. Many have seen him as one of the precursors of eco uh, ecologism and anarcho-primitivism. Oh my god, there's a lot of words here. Represented today by John Zerzon. For George Woodcock... Um, <laughs> that's very funny. Uh, this attitude can also be motivated by the idea of resistance to progress and the rejection of increasing materialism that has categorized North uh, or characterized North American society in the mid 19th century. Zerzan himself included the text Excursions from 1890 or 1863 by Thoreau in his edited compilation of anti-civilization writings called Against Civilization Readings and Reflections from 1999. You guys got all that? Um, we got someone in the live chat, which you can join through the Podbean app. I announced everything on the Discord, so join that too. Uh, we got someone in the live chat talking about how they they accidentally liked a post um, of someone. So I'm wondering, is this like a really old post? Yeah, a really old post. Um, I'm so sorry. May God have mercy on your soul. They At this point, you can only just pray that they didn't see it. In the late, tenth, late 19th century, anarchist naturism appeared in the, as a union of anarchist and naturist philosophies. It was mainly important within individualist anarchist circles in Spain, France, and Portugal. Important influences in it were Thoreau again, Leo Tolstoy, and Lisi Reclus. Um, Anarcho-naturism advocated vegetarianism, free love, nudism, and an e ecological worldview within anarchist groups, um, as well as outside them. 
It presents anarcho-naturism pres- promoted an eco- ecological worldview, small eco-vision uh, villages, uh, nudism, that sort of stuff. Um, and then uh, recent themes, anarchists contribute to the anti-authoritarian push, you know, striving for egalitarian relationships, that sort of stuff. Uh, let's talk about the main concepts of anarcho-primitivism, because I'm done with history. Praying they don't have notifs on, yeah. So... Some people state that prior to the advent of agriculture, humans lived in small nomadic bands, which were socially, politically, and economically egalitarian. Being without hierarchy, these bands are sometimes viewed as an embodying form of anarchism. Primitivists hold the following that or hold that following the emergence of agriculture, the growing masses of humanity became ever more beholden to technology, also known as techno-addiction. And abstract power structures arising from division of labor and hierarchy. They disagree over what degree horticulture might present in or might be present in an anarchist society, with some arguing that permaculture could have a role, but others saying that should be strictly hunter-gatherer substance. Um, or subsistence, sorry. Primitivism has drawn heavily upon cultural anthropology and archaeology. From the 60s forward, societies once viewed as barbaric were re-evalu- re-evaluated by academics, some of whom now hold that early humans lived in relative peace and prosperity in what has been called the original affluent society. Frank Hull, an early agriculture specialist, and Kent Flannery, a specialist, a specialist in Mesoamerican civilization, has noted that no group on Earth has more leisure time than hunters and gatherers who spend it primarily on games, conversation, and relaxing. Jared Diamond, in the article The Worst Mistake in the History of the Human Race, said hunter-gatherers practice the most successful and long-lasting lifestyle in human history, in contrast with agriculture, which he described as, quote, a mess, and that is, quote, unclear whether we can solve it. Uh, Based on evidence that life expectancy has decreased with the adoption of agriculture, the anthropologist Mark Nathan Cohen has called for the need to revise the traditional idea that civilization represents progress and well-being. Scholars such as Carl Polanyi and uh, Marshall Shalins characterized primitive societies as gift economies with goods valued for their utility or beauty rather than cost commodities exchanged more on a basis of need than exchange value distribution to the society at large without regard to the labor that members have invested labor performed without the idea of a wage in return or individual benefit indeed largely without the notion of work at all um so there a lot of people promote this change i gotta change schools now i'm so sorry oh and they're like half naked in that photo too. Oh no. Oh, you liked an old post where they weren't. Oh no. I'm so sorry for you. <laughs> and oh. Can we all just have a moment of silence for our friend in the chat here? Okay, that's enough silence. So, anyway, civilization and violence. Based on several anthropological references, they further state that hunter-gatherer societies are less susceptible to war, violence, and disease. Some, such as Lawrence Keeley, contest this, saying that tribe-based people are more prone to violence in developed states. Um, Anarcho-primitivists, such as John Zerzon, define domestication as the will to dominate animals and plants, claiming that it's civilization's defining basis. It also involved the destruction, enslavement, or assimilation of other groups of early people who did not make such a transition. To primitivists, 
domestication enslaves both the domestic species as uh, domesticated species as well as the domesticators. Advances in the fields of psychology, anthropology, and sociology allow humans to quantify and objectify themselves until they too become commodities. Actually, you know, it's weird how many actually really good points this has. I don't like it. Um, consumerism in mass society. Brian Shepard asserts that anarcho-primitivism is not a form of anarchism at all. In Anarchism versus Prim Primitivism, he says, in recent decades, groups of quasi-religious mystics have been equating the primitivism they advocate, the rejection of science, rationality, and technology often lumped together under the blanket term technology, with anarchism. In reality, the two have nothing to do with each other. Andrew Flood agrees. Um, saying that primitivism clashes with the with what he identifies as the fundamental goal of anarchism the creation of a free mass society they primitivists don't believe that a mass society could be free they believe in agri or industry and agriculture inevitably lead to hierarchy and alienation they argue that the division of labor techno industrial societies require function forces are required to function forces people into reliance on factories and the labor of other specialists to produce their food, clothing, shelter, and other necess necessities that this dependence forces them to remain part of a society, whether they like it or not. Regarding to those primitivists who have extended their critique of symbolic culture to language itself, Georgetown University professor Mark Lance describes this particular theory of primitivism as literally insane for proper communication is necessary to create within the box a means to destroy the box. So some people say that um, you shouldn't speak, and others are like, this is insane, which is fair, because, like, everyone's got a way to communicate with each other, <laughs> even, like, uh, even animals far less evolved than, than the old yield Neanderthal and Australopithecus and all those. Anyway, well, I guess it's not less evolved, just differently evolved, but whatever. Uh, what time are we at? We're at 10 minutes, so I'm going to talk a little bit longer on this. All right, damage control done. I'm curious as how you would damage control that. Just delete your account. <laughs> Block them. Message them. Oh, sorry, I accidentally liked your post from a while. I was creeping around. <laughs> well, I'm sure you weren't creeping around. But anyway. Notable critics of anarcho-primitivism include post-left anarchist Wolf, uh, Wolfie Landstreicher, Landstreicher and Jason McQuinn, Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber, and especially libertarian society, socialist Murray Bookchin, as seen as in his polemical work titled Social Anarchism or Lifestyle Anarchism. Um, oh yeah, I totally forgot that the Unabomber was anarcho-primitivist. All right. Well, we're not we're not discussing the Unabomber right now. <laughs> um, activist writer Derek Jensen wrote in Walking on Water that he often classified uh, that he's often classified as a Luddite and an anarcho-primitivist. Both of these la uh, labels fit well enough, I suppose. The Luddites were a secret oath-based organization of the English textile workers, um, who formed a radical faction which destroyed textile machinery. But that's beside the point. Others, too, have designated his work with the later term, or with the latter term, sorry, which was, of course, anarcho-primitivist. However, more recently, Jensen began to categorically reject the primitivist label, describing it as, quote, a racist way to describe ingenious pe indigenous peoples. Uh, he prefers to be called indigenous or an ally to the indigenous. 
A common criticism is of hypocrisy, um, that people rejecting civilization maintain a civilized lifestyle themselves, often while still using the very industrial technology to spread their message. Jensen counters that this criticism merely resorts to an ad hominem argument attacking individuals, but not the actual validity of their beliefs. They also respond that working to entirely avoid such hypocrisies is ineffective, self-serving, and a convenient misdirection of activist energies. Primitivist John Zerzan admits that living with this hypocrisy is a necessary evil to continue to contribute to the larger intellectual conversation. Jason Gadetsky holds that the charge of hypocrisy is a generalization, affirming that not all primitivists are against technology in and of itself. Only some. Many primitivists hold that technology is ambiguous, so the change of hip- charge of hypocrisy only holds up if we extend the beliefs to, of some primitivists to all of them, or to primitivism itself. Whew. Wow, a lot of a lot of things to say. Uh, hello to anyone just joining us. We're talking about anarcho-primitivism right now, which, uh, to reiterate, is just believing that we should go back to being Stone Age, Neolithic, hunter-gatherer societies. Well, a lot of people jumping in right now. It's kind of cool. Um, anyway. So we're on the criticism and counter-criticism right now. The glorification of indig- indigenous societies. Wolfie Landstriker and Jason McQuinn, both are post-leftists. They've both been criticized the, or they both criticized the romanticized exaggerations of these indigenous societies and pseudoscientific or even mystical appeal to nature that they perceive in anarcho-primitivist ideology as well as deep ecology. Zerzin has countered that the anarcho-primitivist view is not idealizing the indigenous, but rather has been the mainstream view presented in anthropology and archaeology textbooks for the past few decades. Sounds utopian, but it's now the generally accepted paradigm. Ted Kaczynski, of course, we're back to the Unabomber, because we're always back to the Unabomber, apparently. Um, Am I going to get, like, my podcast episode removed for saying Unabomber this many times? I have no idea. I'm just going to call him Ted. (laughs) Ted has also argued that certain anarcho-primitivists have exaggerated the short working week of the primitive society, arguing that they only examine the process of food extraction and not of the processing of food, the creation of fire and childcare, which adds up to over 40 hours a week. Um, And everyone's left. (laughs) That's such a shame. Stop stop saying exp- stop talking about explosive devices in the chat. Criticism from social anarchists. Uh, besides Murray Bookchin, many class struggle oriented and social anarchists criticize primitivism as offering, quote, no way forwards in the struggle for a free society, and that quote, often its adherents end up in un- end up undermining the struggle by attacking the very things like mass organization that are required to win it. The other social anarchists have argued that abandoning technology will have dangerous consequences, pointing out that around 50% of the population in the UK requires glasses, and it would be left severely impaired. Radioactive waste would need to be monitored for tens of thousands of years with high-tech equipment to prevent it from leaking into ecosystems. The millions of people who need regular treatment for illnesses would die, and the removal removal of books, recorded music, medical equipment, central heating, and sanitation would result in a rapid decline of the quality of life. Furthermore, social anarchists contend that Without advanced agriculture, Earth's surface would not be able to support billions of people, meaning that building a primitive society would require the deaths of billions. So, anyway, that's a lot of uh, what's on anarcho-primitivism. I don't think I'm going to be able to find any anarcho-primitivism jokes, but I'm just going to try it. Anarcho-primitivism jokes. 
We're going to see if we can. Is anarcho-primitivism a joke? Anarcho-primitivism... This is people just saying that anarcho-primitivism is a joke. Um, well... Okay. Uh, so... I don't know. I'll just make up a really terrible one that isn't really funny at all. An anarcho-primitivist walks into a bar and the bartender says, Dude, why aren't you wearing any clothes? Get out. That's good enough for me. Anyway. Um, if you take a dump in a ballot box, does it count as an anprim vote? Sure, why not? I'll count that as a joke. Please don't poop in a ballot box. Anyway. Uh, now it's time for the song that's been in my mind all episode. And the song that's been in my mind all episode. Uh, I've done this one before, but I'll do it again because it's been many, many episodes. All right by Maxton Waller. It's very, very, very good. Anyway, um, I'm going to go to live my life, I guess. I hope you all have a wonderful day, and I will catch you all next time. Join my Discord. Give me money. Uh, join the live shows on Podbean. That sort of stuff. And good.